want to read to you this evening from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. If you were together with us this morning for worship, this is where we left off um, in our reading of, uh, of Luke's account this morning. Luke 2, 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields near Bethlehem, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When, it, when the angels had left the shepherds and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has now told us about. So they hurried off. They found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I wonder if someone around your dinner table this evening suddenly piped up and said, I've got some news, what your response would be. Right? Usually those words, I've, I've got news, precede a, a major announcement of some kind. Right? What comes after those words could be a whole range of different things. Okay? I've got news. We're pregnant. I've got news. We're moving. I've got news. I have a diagnosis. All right, all those sentences begin the same way, but they end up in very different places. And so maybe when we hear those words, I've got news for you, it kicks up a little bit of anxiety some uncertainty in us. Right? Should we be afraid of the news we're about to hear? Should we prepare to celebrate the news we're to be given? It's interesting that if you think about it, fear and joy kind of start in our bodies in a similar way. Right? They both begin with a kind of rush of adrenaline. But one anticipates the worst of what is to come. And the other 
begins to prepare us for the very best. So tonight, as we receive the words of Luke's gospel, the words that scripture proclaims on Christmas, right? we have news that we have been given. Should we be afraid or should we rejoice? According to Luke, who likely interviewed some of the eyewitnesses present on that first Christmas, he tells us that it was to a group of scrappy shepherds, right? Accustomed to living in Spartan conditions, resisting wild animals. To these shepherds on that Christmas Eve, when they were given news, they were terrified. In fact, the, the NIV translation here is an understatement. The, the Greek text says literally they feared a mega fear. Right? Mega is a, a Greek prefix. Right? They were overcome with fear, you know, indescribable fear. Anxiety overwhelmed them. They weren't sure what was going to happen next. Until they heard and they understood the words the angel said to them. Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news. News that will be for great joy. Literally, the, the angel is saying, don't be mega afraid, be mega happy. Rejoice greatly. Celebrate that a Savior, a Messiah, a King has been given to you today in the village of Bethlehem. I don't know what sort of news you have been given recently in your own lives. Maybe some of it has been fearful. Maybe some of it is upbeat. Maybe you're still waiting for news of something in particular. But as you hear these words tonight, let me invite you to hear them as words of hope, of promise, that the good news of Jesus' coming is meant to bring us great rejoicing. Whatever else is part of the news of our world, whatever else is broken in our world, war or disease or upheaval or divorce or grief. Tonight we are given news that our God has chosen to come and to be with us, to be a saving presence to be a king who will walk beside us through every circumstance. We have been given good news that will be for great joy. But let me also invite us to hear clearly the second part of the angel's proclamation. The angel says, I bring you good news that will cause great joy that is for all the people. The news 
Jesus brings is intended for everyone. To make that clear, God chooses shepherds to be the first evangelists, to be the first witnesses to Jesus' coming. Right? Shepherds were, were nowhere on the hierarchies, the, the social ladders of their day. They had no standing. And by starting with them, God is making it clear that this isn't an exclusive story. Jesus' coming is not to push people away. It's to draw them in. You don't need to be pre-authorized to receive this announcement. The good news is intended for every person, everywhere, in every age. On the first Christmas Eve, this news was, was being blasted everywhere. We're told an, an entire army of angels shows up to bring the announcement to the earth. And then we're told that everyone who hears the shepherd's testimony responds with similar amazement and rejoicing. The coming of Jesus is good news meant to bring great joy to all people. Right? Too often we tend to focus and we, we dwell on our divisions, the things that separate us. Right? Church-going people distinguish themselves from those who don't. People of a particular political persuasion distinguish themselves and, and distance themselves from the other side. Those who have more money make judgments about those who have less. But Jesus has come for every single one of us. When heaven sends this announcement of his birth, it's clear you are the intended audience. I am the intended audience. Every human being made in the image of God is invited to receive this proclamation. Today, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Our God has chosen to come and to be with us, to take on flesh and blood so that we might know him and that we might have life in him. And so that's why tonight as we come together on Christmas Eve, we also come to the table of Jesus Christ to receive his flesh and blood so that we might have his life in us because he alone is life everlasting.